All right, welcome to part three, chapter three, round three of the Uzumakiad. A manual retread of Naruto and everything that made it a success in some ways and other opinions that become obvious the longer that this sentence goes on. I was having group text problems just now. Ah. That, that, that can wait for the next hour and a half or so. What's it like being popular? <laughs> I am not popular. You're not popular? Are you sure that you aren't actually popular and just filled with a strangely out-of-character wave of brooding shadow? Those two concepts are not mutually exclusive, I don't think. That's fair, that's fair. And that is my segue into Sasuke in these chapters. Darkness! Imprisoning him, all that he sees, <laughs> absolute horror. Cool, I get that. It is so weird that it feels like there's no transition because this is... I'm repeating myself. Oh, this is um chapters 140 through 210, by the way. Yeah, 140 through 210. That's another 70 chapters of fucking Naruto that the three literature programs represented on this podcast are dedicating themselves to discussing. It's a living. Quack. Wait, no, it's not. I do this for free. We both do this for free. It is so free. It it's, is the most free. It, it's not even a living. I don't know what it is. Does... The anger and failure it's a of doing it for free drag you into darkness? No, I, I'm angry at other things. Far more than, than this. I would say this is one of the things that I'm the least angry about, if at all. I'm not even particularly angry at Naruto, even at its worst. Bad Naruto almost lacks that bleach thing where I feel like I'm being insulted, at least so far. Well, bad Naruto is just like, man, who fucking cares? <laughs> Yeah, bad Naruto. I think at the, at the worst, I just feel like my time is being wasted. Bad Bleach. I feel like my intelligence is being insulted. It's interesting. I guess they're just more I sort get... of formalist failures and total failures of ideas. And I suppose like there's a person out there who hates having their time wasted more than they hate having their intelligence insulted. So I guess maybe, I mean, as all things, this is subjective. I am discovering that I dislike having my intelligence insulted more than I dislike having my time wasted. There's got to be some kind of personality type diagram you can fill out there with the darkest Wait, corner. Wait, is that true? Being... I get really fucking mad when the subway is late. Yeah, that's a borderline stroke you tend to have in our material world here, man. I have been there when the N train is on a different platform. Or rather, I remember the worst one. The angriest you ever got was the N-Train was changing platforms at a certain time. And the N-Train we were waiting for was supposed to be there before that time. But it was late, so it crossed over the time. You're like, no, it has to come to this platform because it's supposed to be here all the time. And I was trying to say, there is no victory here. There is no light. There is no honor. Just change tracks and be good with God. Were we in Times Square? I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. What does matter is that we had an eye line. We had eyes upon the other track as the end train. Slowly inched away. Slowly landed and inched away. And you made a sound. I can only describe as, instead of boiling a frog slowly, someone just jacked the temperature up all the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that sound was like. I think I can't do the sound, but it's like the sound in my head of Kermit getting angry. <laughs> you know, when like the puppeteer yeah. like wiggles around the puppet really hard. It's well, no, not no. That's not him getting angry. That's him, you know, introducing the Muppet Show with a very special guest star, John Cleese. <laughs> that that noise right there. Very special guest star. That I'm gonna use as an awkward segue because. The idea of this very special guest star does sort of run me how I feel about a character in this. Which character in this? There's something so weird about Itachi and his informed importance before he does anything in this. If we're if we're going to talk about Itachi, because that is how this, that is how this whole section this how of this, chapters this, this opens, section yeah. re- uh, begins. Then now now we can finally get to talking about Akatsuki as a narrative concept in this manga. 
because uh, I've had a whole bunch of stuff I've been holding off on talking about because, you know, they hadn't shown up yet. Akatsuki are, in terms of narrative purpose, reverse Dragon Balls. There are 13 or what? I don't care what fucking number. I think there's eight. There are, I feel like there's eight of them. There's eight villains in this organization, and you have to beat them all up before the story to end. There was no world in Naruto. They sound where, like fucking star maps from Kotor, where you have to like go to various planets and beat up a star map. And just with how Shona works, there was no world where you're only going to meet like four people in Akatsuki, and the credits were going to roll. Oh no, no, fuck that, fuck that. We got no, no. Kishimoto's got fucking rent to pay. We need to, <laughs> we need to drag this out at the least until merchandising can pay for the rest of his life in comfort. I remember during the pain and Conan, whatever her name was, flashbacks. It shows their old three men skull like, "Don't you do it!" An echo of your own. Don't you fucking do it! <laughs> they did it, but yeah, we're on the topic of Akatsuki. Yeah, before we talk about. Um, any of these characters as individuals. The ones inter- introduced in this arc are Kasame and Itachi Uchiha. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could do an entire podcast episode about Itachi Uchiha and mostly his fandom, not really his character. Uh, <laughs> but before we talk about either of these characters as individuals, I want to mark this as the point in the story. Like, and you can point to it. It's right there, right the fuck there. Where Kishimoto starts looking for answers to his deadline problems. <laughs> and the first answer it's he a, ca- It's kind of uh, tangible there. It's right there. The yeah, it's like fun. it's so easy to see if you're looking for it. And the first answer he comes up with is Akatsuki robes. Now, I'm not mad about the Akatsuki robes. The filthy I, earth boy lies. Well, no, I mean, I too. I too have had too little time <laughs> to do too large a task. So I respect it as a solution. But it is extremely obvious that this was Kishimoto's way of simplifying character designs so that they take less time to draw because early Naruto character designs are, and this is a good thing, I think, quite complicated. I see a fucking Akatsuki robe, and my brain just fills in the words unpaid overtime. <laughs> and you can almost just imagine just the general cycle. It's like that point you had in the last episode on how some of the problems with this aren't fun when you get at the root because it is partially just shonen jump turning the screws on humans. Yeah. But go on. This, this is another one. I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the character designs were complicated. Everyone was wearing... Everyone's headband, for instance, was being worn in... One of like six or seven different places throughout, you know, the first uh, the first several arcs of this manga. Whenever a new character is introduced, and I always kind of like that. It always kind of spoke to the characters. Like one of the characters might be wearing the headband on their arm, on their leg. I think Gara had it wrapped around his sash. Yeah. One of them, I think, Rock Lee was using it as a belt or something like that. There's some nice variations. There's a little character tag. Enjoy there. that. Yeah. And I say it is a good thing that these character designs were kind of complex because it helped Naruto's world feel very unique. Out of all of the big three, I think, well, One Piece's art style kind of helps it along. But I think it definitely feels like a way more unique world than Bleach's world out of the big three, right? Mm-hmm. I can say I have a default image of what the village of Naruto look like that aren't just urban fantasy world 12. Well, I mean, remember... Pokemon Red and Blue on the Game Boy and how literally the only difference between one town and the next town was the little filter that the Game Boy applied over that town. Yeah. Like, Cerulean City was blue. Vermilion City was red. Saffron City was yellow. And so on. So, yeah, that's that's why as the story goes on, especially after the time skip, which we haven't gotten to yet, but we will... Later on, the world feels more like a store brand version of itself, and not like Kirkland's signature. It's closer to America's choice. There are some real CVS savings at work in terms of just the variation of costumes and settings as it gets further along. Yeah, I like all the, again, Akatsuki rubs. It's, it's a very easy thing to point to. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Okay. There's a whole narrative culture later on that I find a little stupid. All right. In this span of 70 chapters? No, much later on. <laughs> okay, fine. It's 
It's just a store bread. D- does it speak to my point here? Not not as directly as it would, I would like. Okay, we can we can absolutely talk about it later then. Okay. Or do you have a point as pertains to this episode or this this span of seventy chapters? Well, when you say this is the store brand version, sure. Aside from things on the effort level, I think there's a sort of pasteurization that happens of characters and setting. Okay. Like you know, they feel less like ninjas. It gets a little more wizardy. Oh yeah, so and especially in this arc, yeah. One point where it annoyed me was this whole Donzo guy comes in. He's the corrupt head of their Black Ops thing or whatever, and they're describing all the clandestine, fucked up things the village Black Ops section do, like as if they were the village ninjas. Like they are the ninjas, ninja. Like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> there is a what time. if they were clandestine, morally ambiguous warriors in this ninja village? There is what you're a, fucking telling me. There was a time very early on, very very early on, where the idea that. You were supposed to keep your techniques secret from other ninjas, not not explain them at length as you were using them. Because if you explain how, if you explain your techniques, then they are no longer secret, and you are a ninja. The second a master of the clandestine arts, or so I have to imagine. The second that blogs hit this schizotech setting, people are going to start their own. Wikia subsites just explaining their techniques at length. You know, I, I hope they do. I really hope they do. So that it can be kind of like Minecraft, how you have to go to the wiki to know all this shit instead of having to fucking deal with all of this explanation, you know, just in scene. By the way, not to skip over our fight chronology because you're on the whole Akatsuki thing. Yeah. Just explain your techniques. You know who needs to shut the fuck up? Neji should shut the fuck up Neji about his technique. should shut the fuck up, yeah. <laughs> if I had an all-seeing eye except for this part, you know what I would do? I would shut the fuck would up shut about up. that. <laughs> I think he even mentions that he has a blind spot every now and again. What, to make it fair? <laughs> the dude's trying to fucking shoot you. He's trying to shoot you. Just kill him. Find a way to fucking kill him. <sighs> All right, so Storbrand, so Kirkland. Kirk, yeah. All right, so we, we are introduced to the Akatsuki here. They want Naruto and uh, Sasuke seems very upset that they do not want him. He is hurt that... It is only Orochimaru who wants him. Just not as good as a villain, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know. I guess Orochimaru is like the state school of evil or something. <laughs> it's it, a small, you know, yeah, state liberal arts college that doesn't have really that much of a sports program. And I guess, I don't know, maybe Sasuke wanted to go to Ninja Howard. It's a historical ninja university. <laughs> it's got a bunch of S-rank renegades running around or whatever. And this is where we get into, I think we were talking about this on the last episode, this is where we get to the point where Sasuke's motivations really start, they get a little thin. It's the opposite of that thing where the writer doesn't know where he's going with the guy. Mm -hmm. Because, to his credit or detriment or whatever the fuck, in his notebook there was definitely a sketch of starter Sasuke and that weird purple rope costume thing we see later like he has these ideas those those two checkpoints in his head i don't know that the purple rope costume was originally go on at least in terms of personality purple rope costume is dumb as fuck but yeah 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 i'll just leave it there yeah it's dumb but he knows this is the arc and i guess naruto in terms of sasuke thing it has like almost like a joke structure problem where, okay, I get the punchline you're going for, but this is some muddy-ass transition. I'm not sure all the information for the joke to make sense is present. You know, yeah. for all those yeah, of you because, who are because... deeply engaged in joke writing, that was very relatable in our anime podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, as I described, they are in this gigantic hurry. This huge hurry to get to Darkness Sasuke. And... Darkness Sasuke shows up before Sasuke himself even turns evil... It's weird. It's super weird. And uh, I I really do think that there is this idea that he wanted to write this big, tragic, you know, Griffith arc for Sasuke. Because everyone, everyone in manga wants to write a Griffith-level villain arc. I would call that a fair reading of his intention, yeah. Some morons would even say he achieved it. Well, that's why they're morons. Yes. yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But he does not have the patience to write a Griffith-level villain arc. 
See, I keep trying to think, is patience the thing that went wrong? Because there's a lot of content represented in this change. Like, I, this is it feels like it's a patience sweep of 200, and... sweep of 200 chapters, which he's there in a lot of them. And he is going crazy. <laughs> that's the pro- Okay, that's the problem. It just feels like he is arbitrarily swinging at these points. Well, it's he comes up with the wrong reasons for this thing to happen. It's like he wrote himself into a corner and he kind of like used what he'd given himself in order to push... T- sasuke in the direction that he needed him to go but ultimately it was a square peg round hole kind of problem it's almost just down to the human psychology of the change there's a whole action adventure idea of i need to get stronger for x purpose and that's like considered yep. su- sufficient drama i don't know which, which i don't does, think that's interesting enough i'm saying it's interesting yeah. I'm saying, that's, where, that's where i'm going that's not a basic human psychological like you get the whole Naruto thing of being isolated. Sure. It makes sense. His drama and choices at least just make sense with whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And Sasuke's isolated too, but the real linchpin of the thing that we're supposed to like glom onto is I'm not a superstar anymore. I got my ass kicked. Therefore, Satan, my master, <laughs> fill me with the flames of hell. I guess. And that- that's just not accessible enough on like it just relating to as a human being yeah, that I don't, has I don't know that i don't know done that... cocaine within the last six months <laughs> i think if someone were arguing in favor of sasuke character arc good actually there's the idea that you know his form of isolation is that he pushes people away and for starters <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and to piggyback off of that raspberry just now, I don't think that they ever gave him a good enough motivation in any case, right? Because his motivation up front is revenge, right? But it's not even like nothing new is done with it. Nothing nothing that is not out of the box is done with his revenge motivation. I mean, a, a big problem with his revenge motivation. Like, Guy killed my family, and the most interesting thing about it is that Guy is brother, but I... You're gonna have to fucking give me more if you want that to be an interesting motive. Especially, like you're gonna have to give him contradictions in you know his character. They're really like some element in there that you haven't seen before. Yeah, just something that is actually tearing him apart line. inside. I just and all I buy is just that he's angry, just generic. He's oh, what's the Penny Arcade line? He smolders with generic, generic rage. rage. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then they add inadequacy. Right? I was like, I am clearly Naruto is getting too strong. I might not be strong enough. And I <sighs> swear to God, we covered this in the last episode. It doesn't square with where he has already been coming from. I'm absolutely in favor of a character having more than one motivation or more than one, you know, thing about them. Right. But. To have two things that do not intersect on any narrative level drive a character to do something so momentous, so uh, so weighty as to become a bad guy after having been a good guy. I mean, I think the thing about it is you can almost get away with that with a different style of bad guy. But because we are supposed to have all this pathos for Sasuke, for his journey, like, if it was some kind of anti-spiral force... Or even there's an Orochimaru type. You would it wouldn't necessarily come off of so much. This is dumb. Why do I care? Kind of way, but because he's supposed to have this sort of sweeping romantic appeal. Romant. I don't mean romantic as in no, no, no. Like the classical definition of romantic. Yeah. yeah. I think like that he bro- should have been more into Sakura. I think that he actually should have been into Sakura. I think that could have been like the one little humanizing factor, you know, that gives him. A contradiction, like an actual contradiction in his character, you know, that remains there even as he, you know, runs is, off with Orochimaru. You see, now you are totally correct because he fucking said that in our dumbass Instagram messages, which I just never show you because your IQ will go down. We're going to get someone just pointing out that panel of him looking sympathetic there for a second before he knocks her the fuck out. <sighs> And then them shacking up at the end of the series. We're gonna here, you, 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 you know, you, the one, who, you, the one who sent that message. I got, I got, 
I got something to tell you. That's not an arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I were to, um, it's not even a line segment, just sort of two points in terms of <laughs> two points. Geometry. And then a line that you sort of have to imagine for yourself, not even draw for yourself. You like you weren't given a pen. You have to imagine that the line is there. So if it seems like we're dwelling on uh, Mr. Uchiha a lot, because first off, the, it, the Itachi thing comes in, and this guy is like sort of the fulcrum of Sasuke's whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess Itachi wouldn't really exist so much as a plot device for Sasuke. We're going to see more of him, I guess. Uh, what, what we have seen... Um, hey. You know, he's... We've he... been talking some pretty deep tissue narrative stuff with these Akatsuki guys so far. Sure. If I could just roll back to a more basic question. Yeah. Are these two cool? Literally just comic book doodling on a, a cover of a notebook cool. Okay, I have... And I'm going to bring it back to what I was talking about earlier. They would be if they had fucking <laughs> character designs. <laughs> oh, man. I almost wonder if that's just why people were more into the pain dumb fuckery just because that one image of him just doesn't have him in his dumb cloud coat when he's on his emaciated sprongs or whatever yeah like that's an image that isn't that yeah it's it's like i guess Sasori gets that benefit too with his whole puppet oh yeah the puppet dude yeah 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 i guess i'm saying there's a reason that i don't see many uh kasame t-shirts kicking around I think he had his fans. I'm not one of them, but I think he had his fans. Oh, okay. There's a Kasame contingent? According to Morgan, at the very least. Well, I don't know. Shark dude with big shark skin sword. It's like, there, actually, there's something there. I may have been a little too judgmental around. I think an appeal he definitely has within this organization mm-hmm. is that he gets to be a sort of brash... Kind of over the top ha, character ha, 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 kill. in the middle of the brooding squad. In the middle of like the brooding calculating squad, he's just you know a dude with a big fucking sword who wants to use it on you. And you know there's something elemental about that that I can respect. He also gets a, a sort of just passive bonus that um all the rain mist whatever guys get throughout those two different villages. I know there are I get off my ass get throughout Naruto, which is I don't know I just think the way he draws the water technique stuff looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it it's, it's, it just it's it, fun it, stuff. In action manga, just helps when something looks cool. Yeah. And because these guys are wizards, let's not beat around the bush here. Because these guys are wizards. Well, now they're fucking wizards. That's what I'm getting at with this part. That's my whole thing. I swear, the second that Itachi does his fucking, this technique seals you inside a torture dimension for a hundred mental years. I'm just like, oh my uh... god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Because <laughs> oh no. I can see the cracks beginning to show. Like, listen, if you ever just rewatch Dragon Ball Z... Mm-hmm. That same jungle-like clench in your narrative asshole that you feel the first time someone says, He's moving too fast to be seen! <laughs> is what I feel the first time someone says, He seals him in a mental dimension of torture for you. Like, oh fuck, oh no, oh fuck, the, it's starting. Uh, this is the Mangeko Sharingan we're talking about right now. Yes, this is the Mangeko Sharingan we are talking about right now. I would call it symptomatic. Of problems on the action end. Okay, so I, I have I have a metaphor here. Imagine you've been playing The Sims. You're, you're playing The Sims. You've gotten your house, you know, all together. It's fully furnished. It's a good-looking house. Basically, it's, you know, it's well-designed and shit. You know, it's easy to get around. Uh, everything's kind of where it needs to be. You've done it. Uh, you know, all of, your, all of your Sims, they have, you know, good jobs, happy lives. But it's not, it's not like it's over yet, right? Right. Now you need to build an annex onto that. That's where the science lab is. Because, you know, it's The Sims. There's going to be a silly science lab. You need a pool now. But not just, like, any pool. You need to have it be a stupid pool that looks like a frowny face or something. Getting the water park zone, yeah. And and you just sort of, like, build stupid shit onto your Sims experience. And this is... Fine if it's The Sims because it kind of encourages you to do stupid shit like that. But when you run out of space to build on in a manga like this, and then you just have to sort of overcomplicate what already exists, the point that I'm trying to make is that when he has sort of exhausted, when Kishimoto has sort of exhausted, you know, 
the conventions of the fight system that he came up with and then starts moving into, you know, combat grass whistling. <laughs> it, it seems to happen around here. I feel like it might have had its... Shit. It might have had its roots a little bit earlier, but it's 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 around here when it starts to get a little bit silly. Yeah. And then after the time skip, it becomes unforgivably silly. And then in the filler episodes before the time skip, it was already unforgivably silly. Oh man, if you want to see some grass whistling, that Madara fight at the end. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> It's what I dare say. He even gets a little bit of vitamin Kubo in him. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, but I am. I'm not, but I am. So, within this Akatsuki introduction, just because I'm basically keeping score of this at this point, uh-huh. I just want it noted that um, only female Jonin, Kuro, and I gets a little bit more of her abilities laid out. And then she sucks. And then she... Because I don't... I don't know what, what it fucking is, man. It's on his contract. Does it just have to happen? I feel like it's on his contract. You can just do the Baki thing and just say it, there, there aren't going to be that many girls. People let that shit slide. Yeah, yeah, I think... If you try and fail, it's worse than not having tried. <laughs> It could just be a show full of dudes. It's okay. Everyone loves JoJo Part Three. And you could have your dude show. Like you, you could do that. Maybe, maybe you like. <laughs> maybe there'll be a contingent of potential readers you could have had that you're not going to have now. But like, it's, it's, it's fine. No work is going to be read <laughs> by everyone. Is what I'm saying. You're always gonna yeah. have people who are not into it. It's okay. It just points these giant arrows at its blind spots. Luckily, we get um our female character the furthest of the card in this arc. Should we head into that, or do you want to talk about the little training bits? Well, I guess it's folded in. Well, it's like at the same time, I want to talk about a thing that happens that is that I can use as a little microcosm. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about one of my favorite little aspects to Naruto's character and character design, which is the froggy purse. Ah, uh, yes. In the gambling town, Naruto has a purse with a cartoonist frog face on it. Well, this is a consistent uh, element in uh, early Naruto, as far as I can remember. It's just that whenever we talk about Naruto's money, the froggy purse. Because he just has this little coin purse that looks like a frog, right? And, like, when it opens up, that's the frog's mouth. And it's great. It's, yeah. it's so fucking good. It's one of my favorite little details of this series. It speaks to all the sort of fun kitty qualities that uh, kind of temper how obnoxious Naruto is as a person early on in uh, in the story. Uh, and so, having now gotten past the time skip, I do sort of miss those qualities. You know, it's yeah. sort of explained away as like, well, he's grown up. Eh, he's grown smooth and sanded down, is what I mean. And the froggy purse is a nice little visual metaphor for all of those kind of endearingly bratty qualities that he has early on. It's a shame to lose that kind of stuff because I feel like this manga was partially distinguished by that kind of characterization. Yeah, by the way that Naruto was characterized, I mean, there's like if you look at its again, its two rivals, like Monkey D. Luffy is basically a Goku update. Yeah, and Ichigo is a whole other amusing story. <laughs> but there's sort of an idiosyncratic charm to this kid. Yeah. I think that is probably why it was as successful as it was early on. That's kind of what, like, got it in there. And then once it was in there, it just kind of kept hanging on, even as Naruto became less interesting. But it was a shame because, like, you know, the, uh, we had, you know, the froggy purse. You're not funny at all. I don't (laughs) like that. (laughs) The, The character design where his eyes are closed a lot of the time. Yeah. The goggles that only lasted two chapters. Oh man, the goggles of pain. The deadline killing goggles. All of those, you know, gradually just fade away. You know, it's slow enough that you don't notice it, but um, definitively enough that when you look at Naruto way, way down the line and you look at him earlier on, it's uh, it's quite noticeable. So we're on the characterization bones. Um, I guess we should talk about the, I guess, third spate of uh, shonen training in this here uh, manga. 
at least as far as the main character is concerned. Oh, the Rasengan thing? Yeah, the whole Rasengan sequence. Well, yeah, I'm, I didn't actually have as many thoughts about that as I kind of wish I had. My only thoughts were I thought it was a good outline. I think it's I think it's a little dragged out slightly to have the three phases, but I guess he wants it to feel earned, but it is a <sighs> lot of space in the thing for what it is. Maybe I'm not being fair because this just because his go-to finisher, but I almost don't even like there being a go-to finisher thing for a ninja comic, but whatever, that's a whole other bag of... You mean wizard comic. Yes, wizard comic. I <laughs> Because it is when he brings out the Rasengan in combat, right, uh, for the first time, that it is that fight where this truly does become wizard comic. <laughs> As we march towards that fight, in that discussion, they're on the hunt for one of the three legendary ninjas. Lots of build-up, lots of commentary about how great she is. I'll talk about she's going to be the next Hokage. They do make her the next Hokage. That does happen. What do you think? I will never make it in court, because I ask the worst leading questions. What do you think of Tsunade, Seth? (laughs) She came pre-buried. (laughs) <laughs> like, it was incredible I guess there is some talk about how impressive she is before we're introduced to her but once we are she comes across as this burnout who um who gambles away all her money like a dude who just discovered DraftKings and never learned not to bet on your own team <laughs> so and this would be funny it'd be really funny if not for the realities of gender politics in media and in Naruto specifically. Uh, if Tsunade were the main character of her own manga, and this was about this shitty ninja and her bleared assistant having Golden Boy-esque adventures, that'd be great and I would read it. But this is a shonen battle manga, and you've just introduced the third member of this trio of legendary ninja, the only woman among them, and you've make- taken every step necessary to ensure I know how shitty she is. One of them is this roaming cowboy ninja savior. One of them is Satan. (laughs) And then there's Tsunade, who has been drinking and jerking off for the past 25 years, as far as I can tell. She, uh, she is afraid of blood, and Orochimaru is able to very easily make her cry. (laughs) In the midst of that climactic showdown, I know your message is, but she gets over her shitty phobia, but just... I have my message to Sam here. As I was reading this, I captioned the panel of her being cursing and bleeding, being frozen in fear and unable to help her friends as they are beaten to death by snakes. And I just have the word buried <laughs> attached to it. I guess what I'm Do we get it buried is... every seven chapters or every... Or not seven, 70 chapters or within every 70 chapter span? Like, was there a first one? Or, like, was there one within the first? Because the second one, obviously, had Ten Ten's buried moment impaled upon uh, the fan. I would say that, um, it's more character-oriented than drama. Sure. But Sasuke basically breaks Sakura's, like, character relatability spine with the, yeah, you know, when your parents died, fucking sucks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Are you bringing her back? Oh my god! <laughs> She's fucking done! That's it! It's... If you want a lesson for life, mm-hmm. not even necessarily creative writing, a lesson for life, first impressions matter. But yeah. <laughs> first impressions matter a little bit. Uh, Tsunade has this whole medical ninja gimmick. I'm sort of of two minds about it. Uh-huh. I guess I'm kind of into the idea that they that someone would just try to work on medicinal applications of this whole chakra system or whatever. Cool, but they never take the steps necessary to make that cool. Some of Kabuto's stuff almost works. Okay, the they never thing, they okay. The scalpel thing is like an correct. idea. Let me let me correct that. Let me amend that. They never take any steps to make it cool when it's a woman doing it. <laughs> what the what is with this guy? <laughs> I I don't understand. Okay, so Tsunade's application of it is a sort of Is it truly generic... unintentional? Like, w- was was this all just stuff that he didn't know, like, it, unconscious it, bias when he was writing this? It, because it does feel intentional at times. 
I have to bend towards unconscious because he has like stuff invested in Tsunade being cool. Yeah. Tsunade feels like she was supposed to be the redemption of how women were up until this point. As if an editor gave him a note saying, hey, turn it up a little on this front. <laughs> and he thought, all right, all right, I'm going to make a cool guy, sort of akin to Jiraiya. They're going to have, you know, this one worldly flaw. They love gambling. It could work. It could work. It could have worked. The problem is not in the wacky flaw in my book. But the way that the deeper tissue kind of flaw I try to build in just overshadows everything cool that she's supposed to be able to do. Yeah, I think if they hadn't done the whole fear of blood cries at the drop of a hat thing, that uh, the gambling thing would have worked. Yeah. Because all that you really needed for the story you were telling was for her to just decide that she feels detached from all this ninja political stuff. Yeah. The trauma is implicit in the reason she's detached is she had these two people die. Mm-hmm. Her being afraid of blood in the crisis situation makes your quest to make her your new president Ugh. weird. But maybe that's me focusing on something relatively shallow versus the sort of just more the dramaturgy of the whole thing. Okay. Where she is considering this offer from Satan. I can't remember if it's ever revealed if she even considered this offer to begin with. So the beats of it, we need to be fully fair here. Mm -hmm. She's considering it early on. She sort of plays him into thinking she was considering it longer than she was. Okay. And she's going to give him doom chakra instead of healing chakra in a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this this show sometimes. (laughs) But the fact that he... Never even just lies like one Mighty Ninja just says, oh yeah, I'm going to murder so many people when you heal me. You would think, yeah, you heal me, I'll uh, I'll make it worth your while. What are you going to do if I heal you? Oh, you know, be healed. <laughs> I just kind of like my arms, you know? I wish I had them back. You know, maybe I'll take up knitting once you heal me. Wouldn't that be nice if I could heal just me, Orochimaru, knitting? I suppose, like, the counter-argument to that is he probably knew she was going to know he was lying, so he didn't bother. <sighs> he could have come up with, like, a lesser lie, like, I'm gonna kill this one guy, <laughs> this one dude, the third Hokage. She doesn't know he's already dead. I'm gonna kill the third Hokage. That dude screwed me over. And maybe, maybe she doesn't, like, Detached as she is, I feel like she could have been forgiven for not giving a shit about the third Hokage and have her character not be seen as irredeemable ever after, you know? Maybe it's only weird because this entire plot turns around her worthiness of being the next Abraham Lincoln. She's yeah, I never got why they... Mount Rushmore for ninjas. Maybe I'm just asking for more of an elementally protagonist kind of figure, which, it, it sounds shallow, but it's a position this character sort of needs to fill mm-hmm. in this role, in this genre. Shallower note. So what do you think of the whole super strength thing? Mm. Maybe I just keep wanting it to be cooler than it is? I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, I appreciate that they don't come up with some overcomplicated bullshit based on something that's not even cool to begin with. She's roid enough! On the other hand, often the more complicated your gimmick is in Naruto, the better you end up faring in a fight. It's very hard to talk about your super strength as it is slowly killing your opponent. I was amused by the flicking thing. That was fun. At this point in the story, we get that, that kind of fun fight that happens out in the field, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's Orochimaru and Kabuto versus Naruto, Tsunade, Jiraiya, and kind of Shizune. Ah, uh, yes. Shizune has the one-off gimmick of shooting syringes from her arm and then sort of floats gently into the background until Naruto needs to not die. I think she eventually dies. I would not doubt it. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't read. I would not doubt it. If memory serves, he sort of crams a lot of his uh, 
named character deaths into one dense stretch, but as if there was a quota. Now, before we get into this sort of open field fight, just because being roughly chronological makes this a little easier for me. Sure. I want to ask you another objection leading question. Okay. What do you think about Tsunade using her powers to stay looking in her 20s? I'm going to take the fifth, Your Honor. You're going to take the fifth. I don't know that I'm qualified to have thoughts about that. What, do I have to get fucking Allison Bechdel to come on Weeb while talk about this one? Sorry, I gotta be a coward on this one. Alright, Sam is dodging the Reaper. In case it's not obvious, I find it deeply amusing that Kishimoto has our next Abraham Lincoln constantly using the magic system to Botox herself into looking in her 20s the... Ninja plastic surgery. It is... Deeply amusing as far as whatever gender politic you even want to reflect onto Naruto. I swear to God, there is a jerk show that Tsunade could have been the main character of, right? Mm -hmm. Just this hard-drinking, permanently unlucky gambler who uses ninjutsu to make herself look like she's not in her, you know, at the very least early 50s. That is a fundable spinoff series. Does, you know... Stupid bullshit, makes bad choices. Shizune is always there to be like, why don't you make good choices? This is a, this is a great manga that this could have been. But she has to exist in the context of cool guys doing ninja shit. Hey, she could summon a pretty big slug, though. She can summon the slug. It uh, And it is a pretty big one. I recall. I believe it was the English dub. Mm-hmm. The slug having a very unintentionally amusing voice. Oh yeah, it sounded like, like just a young woman or something, right? <laughs> yeah, it just got this high pitch. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember that slug. I kind of remember that slug. And its mouth, like, kind of didn't move much because slugs don't really have mouths. So you're not really sure where the voice is coming from. I mean, like, obviously you know where the voice is coming from, but it doesn't really sound like it is in fact coming from there. A minor thing is against this um, field voice thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. As far as the character tags go, I did like that old uh, Naruto boy there had to do the whole workaround of doing the advanced Super Doom technique with a Shadow clone. Yeah, that was fun. That like, was... integrates a previously known aspect of his character into this new one. I appreciated it. So, we have a fight when it comes to the whole sign-in in the field thing. Yeah. Very similar to what we were saying about the Orochimaru-Kage duel and our sort of comparison point with the whole all my all-for-one thing. Yeah. And that it's a fight that's just like, this is the upper echelon of power and wrath in this series that these characters will achieve at some point mm-hmm. in erstwhile Shippuden, yeah. for better or worse. This one fares a little worse for me than the Kage bit during the whole Sand War. Mm-hmm. At first I was thinking, is it less character-driven? I actually don't think that's it, because he's relatively invested in this whole Sanin fucking dynamic. He is. Orochimaru really, really wants his arms back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's more for me that this is when the action starts getting more floaty, and as you said, wizard-like. Like, yeah. Just sort of wizards in this fight. Although there is a moment in a fight that I've forgotten most of the details of, you know, oh, what, a couple weeks after I read it. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, it's been a couple weeks since I read this span of chapters. Sam did his homework ahead of time. It does have at least one moment that I thought was kind of real fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, none of, none of the Sanin are involved with this moment. It's Naruto's moment. He he gets to have a fun, cool moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought the, the Naruto-Kabuto thing on the ground was yeah, that going was, on that, a that was great. wavelength. Like it was... It's like, oh, I'm, I I heal too quickly for your... Oh, no, I don't heal quickly <laughs> enough. <laughs> great. Perfect. Honestly, a great little moment. Opposite of a kick out, just... Like, it's, they were teasing, you know, having him 
absolutely just no sell this cool new trick that naruto learned and remove all weight for it like it's great it actually teases you into thinking that this is going to be bad writing and then it's not kishimoto it's a, it's a great moment they basically have old kabuto starting a <laughs> nothing personnel kid and halfway through the word kid just blood spreading <laughs> out of his own like, oh, 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 oh no it's personnel it hurts so bad <laughs> it's so personnel kid uh, man, I'm surprised that Naruto is not spamming more frogs in Shippuden. This Gamma guy is pretty fucking useful. And he's, I, li- I like the frog. He's you know he's just a, you know he's a big frog. I mean, I guess he... the little frogs are around there for the Sage Mode shit, which is just when this thing got a Super Saiyan mode. All I've heard about Sage Mode is that it's called Sage Mode and that it was a big deal. I don't know anything about it beyond that. We'll leave it alone. All right. I guess frogs are involved. I'm just going to throw this quick point into my notes since we're talking about the Kabuto fight. Mm -hmm. Evidently, a lot of people don't like him. I don't know if his character changes. I actually kind of like the personality on Kabuto, and they seem to sort of be someone who's not trying to look cool, which is sort of different from this set for this setting. I suppose, I think... He's the office manager of darkness. I remember I had a why won't you fucking die kind of feelings towards him while I was watching this show when when I was a teenager. He didn't feel like he was a strong enough contender for can actually stop Naruto in his tracks to be alive for this long. He he sort of, like, his presence kind of made all the good guys feel a little bit like chumps. To use a wrestling metaphor, because we always use wrestling metaphors, it is as though someone really high on the card, like a CM Punk or whatever, got, like... Totally fucking owned by, I don't know, an Aiden English type uh, type villain. Alright, I think that's a fair reaction. I think if I were to defend it thus far, I could totally see this getting worse if it keeps happening. Because this is post-Gara fight, so he's kind of, should be a made man in some sense. That's the thing, because he's he's fought... The Nightmare Monster. He's fought the Nightmare Monster. When you come at me with this dude who can scalpel, right... It feels a little bit like we've stepped backwards. It's almost getting at that weird problem where Naruto is almost kind of dumb instead of just unrefined later on. Yeah, the the, the, escal- the shonen escalation problem hits this series pretty goddamn hard, I would say. Like a Mack truck, but our next arc gives us sort of our last slew of fights before that becomes terminal. Well, I mean, not your last one, but it gives us a slew of fights before it becomes terminal. Yes. Some pretty decent ones, even. Although, the, um... We don't quite get to them. Or at least not all of them. Well, we get to some of them before the, uh... Before we reach the end of our 70 that we're coming. The ones that are left are... Is this whole sack on Yukon thing. The, the guy who's two guys. The guy, the two guys. Cool, yeah. There is the whole Kimimaru bit. And the flute girl thing, I don't know if there's much left to it because she's just going to get hit with a fan. (laughs) But we have not seen the smacking yet. No, we have not yet seen the smacking. So, after the Tsunade search arc, right, comes the Sasuke retrieval uh, arc. They get their new president. They get their new president, they bring her back. There's some gags about her not liking paperwork that are functional. Yeah, that, that, that is a joke. You can file it under jokes. But then, we've got to get back to business. And business is Sasuke. Alright, so I want to zoom through. Let's quick re- recap. Okay, so, Naruto Sasuke. Duel on the roof of the hospital. Because Sasuke is, like, reached peak pissiness. Yeah. They are pulled apart by uh, Kakashi, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and they both basically get thrown into two different water towers. Uh, it looks like one water tower has been fucked up by Sasuke's Chidori more than the other water tower has been fucked up by the Rasengan. But then there's this... Honestly, I have found it to be kind of iconical shot. I thought that, I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, where where we see the back of the ha- water tower that got fucked up by the Rasengan. It is way more fucked up than Sasuke's water tower. In both a... um. 
little shout out to that shot. And it's a it's 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 a nice little it's a, it's a nice drawing. It's yeah, a, I, I like it's, it's, it's I like cool that moment. little sequence right there. Yeah, that does feed a little bit into your Kabuto thing of I see that Waratawa thing. Why isn't he fucking dead? Why isn't he fucking dead? <laughs> <laughs> His power is his scalpels. He's oh, a, we're not even like we're not even doctor. fucking getting to the whole thing where Tsunade mixes up all of his nerve signals and he can just like figure out how to shrug that off he's a smart guy fuck that that was bullshit i think the problem with that there's a really weird thing in this comic of characters are supposed to specifically be intelligent because most heroes already just come off as intelligent in naruto because already... are we talking about intelligence equals magic yes yeah <laughs> Kabuto figure Smart out... Smart wizards! ...how to <laughs> deal with his reverse nerve endings as if he was just holding a controller upside down. <sighs> sort of creeps into that Sherlock copy pasta zone. Yes. For those of you unfamiliar of this uh, little construct, uh, it's a favorite of yours. Do you want to just throw it out? or No, no, you, no I'll let you. They're just an iconic description of why someone disliked Sherlock on the sort of pre-Nazified 4chan board. Mm-hmm. And he compares the scene from No Country from Old Men where he's like methodically opening the hotel and shooting through the wall, what have you, to as a scene where, you know, a smart person writing a smart person, whereas in Sherlock, which is a smart person written by a dumb person, smart people are indistinguishable from wizards. <laughs> And it's Sherlock walking into a room and computing angles of how he'll throw this pen and ricochet it through someone's pressure points to make them vomit blood into the eyes of his comrade. Kabuto refiguring out his reverse nerve endings feels a little like that. That is, that it was it was it was wizardry, and it's not the great kind. And it's weird because, to Kishimoto's credit, even someone like Kiba comes off as smart. When he's like, "Okay, I'm fucked. What are my X, Y, and Z options?" Well, I guess I could stab myself. He'd probably die too. So, maybe it's just the extra pressure of trying to make someone a schmott guy in this setting. I don't know what it is. Yeah, when you're going to write your fights as, you know, puzzles, you need to make sure, you know, that. You don't outsmart yourself. In theory, I think dumb people just die in Naruto. You just just don't write yourself into a corner because that that was that was what happened. He came up with some cool medical themed shit that she could do and realized, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know actually how he would fucking get around this. I guess he just does. Damn, I think I'm only moving at eighty percent efficiency. The fuck you up. Every time you, dear listener, hear me do a raspberry on this show, it's being uh, accompanied by a jerking off motion. If you're telling me that the same muscle signal that someone needs to say depress the right half of their foot, but sort of more on the right on the right side than the left side, like they're sort of turning a corner, has been replaced by like that little muscle you used to flounce your penis while erect, and you're still moving around, <laughs> my ass! I didn't know that everyone could. I thought only I could do that. I don't know. I've taken a survey. Okay, well, if I can do that, you can do that. It stands to reason that, you know, at least a portion of the population can do that. Maybe he's on that portion. Maybe he can't move his right leg because he can't do that. It's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we might be spending a little bit too much time on this. Okay, yeah, Sasuke Retrieval. Sasuke Retrieval, yes, correct. Then the sound four, which becomes the sound five when they send the Bone Man out. Thanks and regards to Henry Zabrowski for that voice. His weird thing of just rewriting things of actually went this way. It actually is a sound five. Actually, Neji's anywhere. It's just a funny habit at times. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and it can be fun because these are ninjas. So when it's a surprise, it's because, yeah, they planned a surprise or something. Surprise, ninjas, right? Yeah. So, uh, Kimmy Morrow's... I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. We are getting ahead of yourself because there's one little bit of props that I would really like to give this series towards the beginning of the Sosuke Retrieval arc. Uh, you know, the Sound 4 show up, you know, have a teleports behind you fight with uh, with Sasuke. Once it's been established that they are cool and good fighters and also Sasuke has been properly protected on the card, so to speak. Very um peak NXT. <laughs> you know, they kind of haul him away 
and Naruto is tasked with putting together a team in order to get him back. And I have to tell you, that chapter where he puts the team together, where he recruits Shikamaru and Kiba and Choji and Neji, and then they get this fun splash panel with the five of them lined up. Straight fun. As the kids say these days, that goes harsh. That chapter just has that old heroic spirit that you sort of just come to lighter action adventure stories looking for. I I have to tell you that this is a little bit of a pet trope of mine because I remember when Game of Thrones was approaching its fucking stupidest and they put together the whole we need to go kidnap a white thing and I was so fucking on board for that episode because, you know, they found all the biggest badasses from this show. Oh, you must love the ocean films. Oh, yeah, they're some of my favorite fucking crime dramas. They're not crime dramas, they're heist comedies. Yes, I love the Ocean Trilogy. All three of them are so much fucking fun. All the tactical chatter, I don't even know how much it amounts to, but it's a fun thing for Shikamaru just to be talking about their formation and the like. Mm-hmm. And then there are these... That's a good good way to uh, good way to burn a chapter. Yeah. Then there are these one-on-ones. I am not a guiltless critic in that I will kind of just hand wave away some things that I like. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have always just had an appreciation for a decent battle royale with cheese. Oh, yeah, the, like the matchups thing. Yeah. That's, that's fun, all, yeah. It's why I always love that one. Um, like, that old Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes show. I just love the Asgard when he just got shuffled around to fight the Masters of Evil. That was fun. Yes, I yeah. like that. I like they all just ended up in various different places. I think, like, Hawkeye is giving a bow and is asked if he can shoot. And he's like, I do okay. That was fun. That was fun. There is Hulk and the sort of Asgardian bruiser just staring at each other. Then the punching starts. Oh, Scourge, right? Scourge, yeah, Scourge. Scourge. <sighs> they did very wildly divergent from the canon things with him and Thor Ragnarok. And how? As far as just playing within Naruto's rules, it's pulled his way of doing things. I enjoy these fights mm-hmm. as far as it goes. Maybe... I mean, obviously, the whole wizard thing isn't fully set in. I'll say the fights have a similar appeal to all the tune-in stuff, but maybe it's... I'm a little more plugged in because the stakes aren't the sort of anime exam material kind of thing. Sure. And I think that there are fights in this arc that are better than others. Alright, so what's, what are some of your uh, favorites or otherwise there? Okay. I am not as into the Kimimaru fight as I am into the other fights. Because it does kind of end in bullshit. Oops, he died. It's this point I keep coming back to. The shit that's not important in Naruto keeps coming off better. It's like the fucking Cody Rhodes thing where he just overbooks the finishes to his big matches or whatever, but... Yeah. I don't know if it's the lesser pressure or just the... There's this determination with people like Kimimaro or Payne. Like, I keep... Wh- it, why did Payne, you write right? this character who could best both Rock Lee and Gara at the same time? That's another Why thing. did you do it? Because he's just going to die. If he was just going to die, then just have them figure it out. God damn. I do recall that Gara here is a village-destroying devil. Sheesh, yeah. And, like, sure enough, the next time Gara shows up in the narrative, it's after the time skip, and he jobs immediately. So maybe this was just good foreshadowing, and I just am frustrated by it. I, I know, Creative just doesn't have anything for Gara. Uh, so the Kimimaro fight is... Yeah, yeah. Not... Not what I really wanted it to be, no. I have a soft spot for the Drunken Master chapters. The Drunken Master thing was kind of fun. Okay, so the Neji and Spider Arrow Wait, guy... Wait, actually, hold on, before we go back. Go ahead. Because I want to make it clear I'm not just dumping on Naruto, because it's Naruto for its, on this one element. Uh-huh. I'm an X-Men fan. Yeah. I've enjoyed decades of comics. I enjoy the weird shit they're doing now, even. Mm-hmm. There is an X-Man named Marrow. <laughs> Marrow has the dumbest fucking powers in the world. Yes, she does. Marrow could grow her bones out, tear them out at great pain, and use them as weapons. I say, like, man, that's dumb. I'm sure no one would ever crib from that textbook. Marrow was, uh, was created in the 1990s, by the way. Cycle ahead to fucking 2004 here. And the body Orochimaru was considering dumping himself into 
is this guy whose superpowers like I always describe as super bone cancer. He's the bone slicer from last podcast on the left, <laughs> yes. He's the bone slicer. <laughs> and he's like, I could... I can create bone blades as hard as steel. Then use steel! steel. Just <laughs> use a sword! <laughs> My god! <laughs> You're like a shittier 10-10. <laughs> Although, apparently not, because Gara and yeah. Rock Lee, like, decided to be stupid long enough for him to get it over on them <laughs> yeah. until he just finally died. He died. He died. Not the because fact- they killed him, he just dies. The fact that that man... Oh, that's such a fucking Every- bullshit finish. I always hated that. They are so dedicated to protecting this corpse. Mm-hmm. The fact that this man got within 25 meters of Gara, the fucking devil disturbedian, <laughs> is so weird. Alright. Then there's the other four fights. We have... What? Kiba versus twin dudes. We have Shikamaru versus the uh, flute lady. We've yeah. got Choji versus large man. And we have um, Neji versus Archer. Kiva and Neji got kind of dark souls in that enemy. Yeah, he just did not end up with a matchup he was suited towards. It was... Which is a fun thing to do with this. It was fun how his fight was more like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, <laughs> oh shit. Referring to the Kiba one or the... The Kiba one, yeah. yeah. The, Ki- the Neji one um, was, I think, probably my favorite with the caveat of, like, why the fuck did you, like, talk about... Shut up, your, shut, your, up your shut up, shut, shut up, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> like, the idea, like, the whole sniper duel thing that it kind of turned into, that was fun. I appreciated the blocking of that. There's an interesting thing in the uh, author commentary about how you replace the two-page spread in... The uh, graphic novel version of something you thought just looked cooler. Huh. Which is interesting. Um, The redrawn shot was cooler. It was this sort of canted angle on the guy having drawn back his super spit arrow okay. thing. But yeah, just the framing of that whole fight is entertaining. Uh, The Shikamaru fight with Flute Lady is... I like what he does with Shikamaru in his fights where he puts Shikamaru... In a Dark Souls kind of scenario. It's, it's like, always, well, you figure it out if you're so smart. It's always people who are burlier than him within this combat system. Like, people who could, like, really just, like, cut his fucking head off if they, like, if he gave them the chance to, yes. It's almost like an America's Choice version of the Edward Elric of Fight Appeal. Yes, although he... Did Elric ever have to get, like, saved? Yeah, once or twice. Yes. Yeah, this yes. has happened. Yeah, Fine. The, yeah. Chimera, the Chimera. The Chimera. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, um, every now and again, Mustang has to show up to absolutely just annihilate the place. So something I want to get at because it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just goes to show there's an emergent theme in this episode of what you'll be willing to hand away for fun. When the Sand 3 show up, I immediately thought, cool. Then immediately thought, bullshit. And then I thought, but cool. But then cool. Thought, but bullshit. But... <laughs> and I think it is more cool than bullshit. It is more cool than bullshit. <laughs> I think it is at least a little bit bullshit, but it is more cool. And it kind of maybe just reminded me of a little lesson of you will live happier and longer with your media consumption. Sometimes if you just... Take that loud little cinema sins monkey. And you just hold it under the water until it stops moving. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say to use a pillow or water. Like like I had like odds were on water, yeah. And then you can have a nice new monkey scarf. <laughs> so gratuitous and unnecessary cruelty to animals aside. I'm wondering if, like... You can enjoy some of these things just for what they are. I'm wondering if you should just, like, lock the monkey away in a little monkey attic. Because every now and again, something is more bullshit than it is cool. And at that point, it is time to open up the monkey attic and let the monkey just start screaming and jump on his face and throw shit everywhere. If Sekiro taught me anything, there's always another monkey. (laughs) (laughs) There is always another monkey. But yeah, this set of chapters just ends with the uh, Sand Trio showing up, and and it's a really cool moment. Like yeah. they they do good moments on this uh, on this series sometimes. Like the team having been assembled goes hard, as I said. The Sand Trio showing up goes hard once again. 
I guess what made the little bullshit thing a little funny, right, is this, I had in my head the fresh memory of the line, the Sand Ninja, allies of Konoha, and you three tried to pull a 9-11 times four. Yeah, I'm just, like, <laughs> looking at my watch here. It's like, there was, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> so, like, I just... guess all credit to the Konoha diplomatic corps. Until it just becomes Naruto brainwashing people of language, but that's down the line. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a stretch of chapters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, we are going to get into the end of the Sasuke retrieval arc and the little Kakashi backstory arc and then the beginning or the first few chapters of the uh, time skip in our next segment. That's seems like a lot of ground to cover, I think, just. We ended up in a little bit of an intersection with the next 70 chapters. I'm wondering if there was a better way to divide these up, but I just wanted this to be 10 episodes long. So it goes. It's how it runs. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for your listenage. It's been a weeaboo hell. It's weeaboo hell. We're doing a live show. No. (laughs) 